The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. And welcome from News Radio 570 WKBN Monday nights. Uh, time now for John Arnold's Financial Show on News Radio 570 WKBN at 6.06. And uh, John will be with us right up until 6.30 tonight. Around uh, shortly after 6.30 headlines, we'll have uh, the pregame for the Tribe on. And then uh, first pitch a little after 7 on News Radio 570 WKBN. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, any financial uh, questions that you have, uh, feel free to pick up the phone, give us a call. Get some, uh, do a little brain picking here, John Arnold. Uh, find out what's going on as far as the market is concerned. And John's got some seminars coming up. Uh, you might want to stand by for some information about that. 30 people, incidentally, at each one of the seminars. He cuts it off at 30. More manageable crowd. There's only going to be four of them. So if you add all four of them up, a total of 120 people total uh, will be able to attend the really educational workshops. We'll give you those dates coming up. First of all, John, what's happening in the market today? Uh, weird day in the market. Very, very uh, weird. Um, why do why do you say when you look at me and you say weird? I you know I no when the market <laughs> like shifting back and forth, sixty fifty points up and down up and down literally on an hourly basis. It's just in the Nasdaq finishes up twenty twenty one. It's just a weird weird really really weird day in the market. It's just no explanation for yeah, it. It's hard to gauge. I think that I think the market's torn with the tariff thing, um, the uncertainty of the Democrat Republican Trumpers. You know it's. There's just so much that's new to the market now that they don't know what to stuff hide. going on. And you got great earnings reports coming up. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, <laughs> are things looking good earnings wise? I think they are. I mean, they're coming out record earnings, except for Netflix. I mean, everything is just rocking, especially tax. Mm-hmm. So things are going well yeah. for companies, and, well. and ultimately that's that's going well for investors. You know, even like Morris Ray was saying yesterday, he was saying as much as he complains and bitches about Trump, his retirement's doing well. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a, it's a contradiction there, right? That's good. That's good because the guy running that shows me. So yeah. I, <laughs> so I, yeah, we're doing we're going uh, we're doing we're doing really well, um, and I always give credit to the market and somewhat. Uh, President Trump, because the truth of the matter is I can't do what I do and how I do it and get the performance I'm getting without a great market behind me. My my results suck like, any, like anybody else in a bad market. That's the truth. Right, but it's the first time I've heard you, I think, in quite some time say the market is starting as uh, there's a little bit like today of uncertainty because of what where what the effect tariffs will have on the economy. And, I mean, it's, it's starting to like have some some cause and effect then. Huh? I mean, I think I, think I probably mis miscommunicated with my my what what I was saying there. What I was saying is just just for the day. I have absolutely no him hawing around. I have actually there's nothing about this market other than bullish in my eyes for the long term. Mm-hmm. I think you have a great long term market till probably the middle of 2019. Uh, the Barons has the, the yield curves colliding here in 2020. They think that the the effects of the tax cuts are going to probably come to an end as far as in like the positive uh, tone of that. And then they also think that... Um, now, what does that mean? Because I think the positive effects would continue on, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. But they think, you know, it's going to lose some steam. 
Mm-hmm. I think inflation is going to hit pretty hard. And all these crosses. Speaking of which, did you see where Trump is a little bit upset at the Fed jumping on raising interest rates all the time? He was talking on how that didn't happen under Obama. And he's saying, you know, I'm a little concerned about the Fed when the economy, and I think he's got a legitimate argument when the economy's taken off and they're just up in interest rates. You agree with him? I 100% agree with him. That was always my fear before. Um, My fear was that they're not raising them up fast enough to, to, to keep inflation in its place. And then now that we have created the snowball slippery slope effect with interest rates. It seems like we're just constantly getting them, getting them. And, and, and I think that he doesn't want them to take the foot off the brake, so to speak, as fast. And he's right. I mean, he, anytime you... They can kill the momentum. Anytime you don't do anything in, in anything in moderation, it's going to hurt. Right, but I mean, it, it, can, it can lose its momentum to build, right? Absolutely. As we continue to do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, he, I think he, he was very satisfied, he said, if I remember in that press conference, with who he picked, but he was disappointed there's yet another interest rate increase. Is there a big problem with inflation from what you see? I Listen, uh, I didn't think so in the, before. I think we're starting to see it now. In what sense? I mean, you know, gas is still <clears throat> 260 270 Yeah, you go to the grocery store and you start to see things pumping up a little bit, bread and milk, eggs, etc. You start to see um, some other stuff. It's rising in cost. Then, and isn't that why they say they raise these interest rates to control inflation? Yeah, yeah, it is. But what's causing it is, is we have stagflated um, wages. So you know me, I'm Mister Conservative and Mister, you know, free market. But the truth of the matter is that the wages are definitely they're they're going opposite direction of of inflated prices. But we got, but we do have some step growth in the middle class that we haven't seen. Oh yeah, I mean, you that, know, that goes I mean, directly to President Trump. Yeah, and and we got uh, wages going up at Walmart and a lot of these places and bonuses that we're giving out. So at least we're starting to see positive growth with wages. We we're but really nothing are. that never keep up with inflation and no, healthcare and that kind of so, stuff. Another thing is, you know. I think you're never going to correct the system. Uh, you're never going to correct the system unless you put perfect, you know, perfect parameters in place. And there's no such thing as a free market capital system that has parameters on income and inflation. It's just the way it goes. Uh, I will say you're just going to have to you're just going to have to prepare and save money as you can and and cut coupons and do all the things that my parents did, did and you did to to get ahead. Mm-hmm. John Arnold's with us. Most, uh, a lot of the people who come see you, they're in their fifties, right? Because they realize retirement's say, coming close. Actually, I would, I would probably, unless they're like a physician, like we seen a really, we really successful physician today, thirty four years old. I couldn't believe how well he's doing. But um, I would say the majority of people that are uh, that are coming in between forty five and sixty five, mm-hmm. and because you know the. Their eyes have been opened. They've seen the you know poor performance deteriorate their retirements or their parents' retirements or pensions. Not saving, not doing the using the right vehicles, not using uh, the tax cuts that are available to the everyday person that that's right out there in front of you that no one uses. Um, they've seen it, and so the people are coming into this market. When I say market, marketplace a lot earlier than what used to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you... That's a good sign, though, it's isn't a great, it? It's a great sign. It's good for my business. It's good for the continuity of my business because... But it's good for the individual. It is. Well, in my industry, there's a lot of financial advisors dying off, but more importantly, 
There's people that are... That's because they're all stressed out. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'll tell you why they're dying out. Because they're stressed out. They don't get a lot sleeping. of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> let me see. Let me describe a few other things. And <laughs> watch John Arnold put on a gut. in my yeah. chair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so far, uh, I've described you. Yeah. So, um, in all seriousness, like, you know what's both sad and cool is those people that started me with me 19 years ago when they said, you know... They just kind of gave me money to go away. You know, here, I'll try you out, kid. Get out of here. Well, as I earned my stripes and as I got more momentum behind me and knew what I was doing, they gave me more money. And now those folks are either retiring or unfortunately passing on. And I see this wallet that we've created together. And we've had a lot of ups and downs because of the markets. And it's both sad and sometimes, like right now, it's very rewarding when I see these folks actually they're actually retiring on, on our, our team approach to where, you know, they put the money in, they listened, they did certain things, and I and I made them the money. Do you, from your catbird seat, John Arnold's our guest, you know, they always say, well, be careful, you don't want to outlive your money. Do you notice in your case with a lot of the folks that you represent that they don't outlive their money? As a matter of fact... <clears throat> I've never a, had somebody come close. Right, they have they have more than... The, the, their kids benefit from it, which is mm-hmm. a good thing, don't, don't misunderstand it. But, I mean, right, that, that's usually what you see, that they save and... They, they don't uh, go on gambling junkets and that kind of stuff. They don't outlive their money. Just the opposite. They end up, yeah, they end up just, but we, I mean, the fear of, like, I, I get, I cringe when you, you have an advertiser on this show, this Andy guy, and he sounds like such a wimp. I, I just can't stand that guy. But, um, you know, the inflation <laughs> will eat away. You're saying, like, shut up. <laughs> I hate fear induced financial advisors. Mm-hmm. You got to buy the next annuity because it's all going to crash down. I hate that. Um, it drives me nuts. But I, uh, <laughs> that guy is the exact. I think I want to play that commercial right now yeah. just to put you right over right. the edge. I got it right here, Andy, folks. I'm coming for you. I'm going to give him a nervous breakdown before the Indians right. are on. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is people are dying, retiring at 55, 60 area. And they, you know, their retirement dollars go to work for them and they enjoy their retirement between the ages of 60 in 75. No one talks about the real. And here's the real. But you would see it firsthand. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you I'm, see I'm it. I'm explaining to you. So my clients after 75 really don't do much. Mm-hmm. They don't spend as much. They don't eat as much. They're, they're, they're busy going to Medicare seminars to learn about the greatest supplement. Mm-hmm. They spend money on their supplements and on their pharmaceuticals. And basically... After 75, what they care about is passing the money on to their kids. I study old people. I know more about old people than anybody. Let me tell you what they do. I know what they do. Explain. I say, so what are you doing today, Joe? You know, he's an older person. Well, I got to go to the dentist. What are you doing tomorrow? I got a doctor's appointment. Really? What are you doing today after that? Oh, I got to go and get some skin surgery. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> exactly. I, I say, it's all. I say, wait a minute. At what, when, when do you hit the age when every day what you're doing is some medical procedure? You know what I mean? That's your day. What, what are you doing? I got to go to the dentist i'm thinking well okay what are you gonna do after that or something along those lines but isn't that a nice thing to hear for a change that that to you know, all of you are going to outlive your thing you see your folks that say okay they've invested they they they, they, they enjoy their life they do what they want to do but they have money left over which is a good place for them to be with one exception would you say the quickest way to financial ruin is if somebody gets long, uh, long yeah and i want you to talk about that you know and and here's uh, is that going to be part of the educational yeah. workshops yeah. now I want you guys to listen to what he just said for a second I want you to listen closely so he just said my clients get through this without you know living longer than their money 
All right, that's that's number one. But number two, with one exception, long-term care. Explain why that's devastating and at long last what you found. I think it's probably one of the most important things you can mention both at your workshops and on the program. You know, I noticed when you talk about me, you're very passionate about that particular subject, so I know you're talking from the heart. So, yes, so in my opinion, this is not proven. I think the next socialism shoe the drop, the forced socialism that all the Democrats and liberals are talking about right now, is uh, government-provided Medicaid, or excuse me, nursing home care. Mm -hmm. So, And that's because that one out of two people will use some kind of long-term care in their life. Will you come visit me? I will. I will definitely, we'll do the show from your bedside. (laughs) I'll change your diaper and we will do the show. You'll be happy. Bring a couple strippers in, put your smile I'm holding you to that, buddy. But, uh, uh, so in all seriousness, we will, um, uh, back to my point, I'm losing track because of the stripper thing. That I, um, so am I. (laughs) So the, the one out of two people will have some kind of long-term catastrophic event. That is a fact. That's a mathematical fact. So if you, let's say you have $800,000 in the kitty, all right, and you're, you know, you're using that for retirement, you got Social Security. Well, it's seven or eight grand a month, and you, <laughs> you live in a home for five to eight years, it's over. Right. All right. And in order for Medicare, excuse me, Medicaid, I always screw that up, Medicaid to pay for assisted living of any kind, you got to liquidate down to, I think, $1,000 in assets. Or skilled care. Skilled yeah, any kind of skilled yeah. care. So, you know, that's not free. I, there's one attorney I think is, that I was talking with is one of our clients. Um, he's one of our clients' attorneys. A little bit odd. I mean, he's a good, really, really good attorney, but really ruthless about it. He said, he used to tell me, well, you got to pay for a hotel room. And I used to think, this isn't the equivalent of a hotel room. You're talking about somebody's entire net worth and hard work. And turning the temperature down in, in the in the six thousand dollars a month. Yeah, no, eighty five hundred easy, and that's just for your regular rooms. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do have physical therapy and extra stuff, or just to be a human being, you're going to pay out even more. So I used to kind of look at him cross. I said, "What are you talking about here?" So it's not the same. And people say, "Well, you got to pay for everything in life." Well, that's not what you worked hard all your life. You didn't work your entire life have your assets depleted. And it's so damn expensive. And then if you have, if you're in your, like if your body's wore out, but you still got your mind. Right. And I've lived that with my grandmother, which was so sad. You kind of wish they didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they, they, instead of writing that check to, you know, the grandkids or the kids, which is what mom and dad saved for, they're writing the check to the nursing home. It's, it hurts them inside. It's a killer. So it's, there's so much negative to it. The only good news is, is at least we have a society that does take care of its elderly. That's a good point. But good what news. I like about what you have, mm-hmm. you he has a plan, folks. Here's what I like. The, fir- the first thing I like is that you would complain about the existing insurance that people would buy for years that would they pay four, $500 a month and you'd never use it. Or, or if they'd keep changing it as time went on and the premiums would go up. Right. You hated that. And that was all that was out there. Hated it. Okay, let's just start. That's the honesty that I like about you. But then you said, here's something that I think is an answer. Yeah, so I, I was pitching this last year, and Lincoln and Pacific Life had the kind of the market on this. But now all the insurance companies have gone on this bandwagon because that's what happens which is great for the marketplace. So there's various insurance companies that offer what's called live-die-quit policies. And live-die-quit policies are exactly what I'm describing to you on the radio. So <clears throat> when you, the, the, the plans before this, you'd spend, 
you were hitting it a little bit late. Let's call it a eight hundred dollars a month, all mm-hmm. right? For and you paid in twenty years for this long term care, you die. The insurance company gets to keep they keep it all right a month that you've been paying. That's crazy. That's a lot. Of or money. as you got older, they raise the premiums, hoping you would stop paying it. And that's the other back flaw. The back the, the flaw I found out. It wasn't like a term insurance. They had the right at any time based on the cost of living or the CPI index to raise your premium every month. You know what? I, I, I smile because I, I got to tell these folks, I know how much that pissed you off that they would it do just, that I stuff. I hate when things are unfair. Right, right, yeah. right. So it's, it's just not what it's Now about. tell about this new plan of what you got. All right, so I'm getting there. So this new plan will refund your money 100%, no administrative charge, no surrender charges. If at any one time you say, John Howie, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go into a long-term care facility because I talked to, you know, the Virgin Mary last name for whatever reason. All right. So <clears throat> and I, I want all my money back. I can literally sh- have the insurance company send them a check that day mm-hmm. and have their money back in their account in three days. All of it. Well, now, explain it, how it works though first. Um, which part? From the beginning. So the new plan is. The new plan protects you while you're living. You, well, well yeah, let's say through the insurance company you put in, let's say, let's say I say, okay, I want this plan. I'm going to put in $5,000. You're going to put in $5,000, say maybe a year. Uh-huh. Now, let's use a realistic one. You're going to put in $10,000 a year for seven years, okay? All right. So you're going to get 70, you're going to put 70 grand in that thing. Okay. And any one time between now and by the time you die, even if you've not already put in 70000 the insurance company's on the hook to pay for some of all or all of your long-term care, and they do it with what's called a benefit. So that I'm just using a number. Don't you, this is just a guess. I have no idea about this number. Let's say that they are agreeing to give you $3,500 a month until you turn, say, age 80. And at age 80, they're going to bump it up to 5500 based on the trade-off. You give us money up front. You give us money in exchange. I give you X amount of benefit. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Let's say that you die without using it. Well, they're going to give you. They're going to give you 100% of your premiums back. Plus, they're going to give you. Uh, probably 2 or 3% interest on your money as well. So you get your money back. And they're going to pay it in the form of a life insurance policy so it's none of it's taxable. To your children. To your children or to whoever you choose. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is, is that, you know what, to tell you the truth, people change their minds. Sometimes people run into financial hardships or just frankly. And they get their money back. They just want their money back. They just, here, here's your money back. Okay. Nothing, no harm, no foul here. And and that's that. And, and they're made whole. Now, now, now put, I believe in that. And now, if you put in seventy thousand, the amount of care you get is up to seventy thousand. Oh no 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 no! The amount of care you gets in the hundreds of thousands for the seventy thousand yeah. you put in, and you can start putting that money in at fifty five, sixty, sixty. Put your money in now, like Jen and I are doing. But there's something that, and I'm not I'm not criticizing you on here. Just, I'm just using these as an example. Some people do this to me all the time. They try to box me into a number. Okay? I want. I love. I it. hate that. That's I, why I, I, I love it. Actually, makes me cringe. Like, well, you said seventy thousand will buy me this. No, that's not what I'm saying. He said an example. That is yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying hypothetically, just using a number out of the sky, you know, X amount of dollars for these many years might get you this. Might. I've no yeah, idea. Yeah, but do you remember? I remember the day you brought this in on the program when it first started, and it was, and when you came in, it was like uh, I want to say a sigh of relief you had that day. And this this goes back a ways. It was a sigh of relief when you said, "I got a plan for long term care that isn't like these other plans." And you even mentioned a company at the time. I forget that just GE Genworth. Yeah, that kept raising premiums. I mean, he came in. I'm going to relive this just for a second. He came <laughs> in and he was talking about that company that would say, "Okay, you got to pay whatever eight hundred dollars a month, and then if you go to long term care, we'll, we'll cover it." 
Well, then he, he said on that program, well, guess what they're doing? They're, they would raise the premium as you got older, hoping you wouldn't be able to pay it and cancel and you'd lose all that money. Or B, they would they would say, well, you don't need long-term care. They play shenanigans with it. Mm-hmm. I remember you coming and getting upset with that. And you were, you were pleased as punch that this new idea came out and said, this is something that you personally, incidentally, are doing. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you and your wife are doing. And you said, this can help protect the assets of my clients. It's something yeah. that, it's something, uh, even if they're not people listening, this plan that you have, you would recommend it for people, right? Absolutely. I, it's hard to find a weakness in this. It's the most fair thing in the world I've seen in insurance. Mm. And so imagine your and, car And you can jump in it at, right. at my age, yeah. Well, imagine this. You pay house insurance for 40 years. Yeah. You die. You never had a claim on your house insurance. Imagine getting a check for, say, $100,000 one day from the help right. your, your family gets because... You never used your house insurance. That doesn't happen, right? No. That happens with this program. Right. Think about that. That's fair. Right. And that's what I, I always wanted fair and balanced, not to quote Fox, but I, I think the fair and balanced and doing everything in moderation will solve a problem. This solves a problem. I think it's, I'm serious when I say I think it's one of the most important things that we can talk about because you see firsthand, you know, I find it refreshing that you said, you know, most people don't outlive their assets, but one of the things that you personally worry about most is long-term care for people, which I think that that's part of the whole ball of wax when you're looking at what at helping people out. It has to be. Talk yeah. about the seminars before I get the shoe with the Indians here. Oh, shoot, the Indians are coming on? Yeah. Oh, let's hurry it up. All right, so. Um, <laughs> well, so much for me. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. So, <laughs> no, I, now here's another thing. These four educational no. workshops you're having, I think, are important. All right, so we're going to have the first one at the Lake Club on August 2nd. Uh, we have we have about half the seats filled right now, so we have 15 more seats to go. Um, it's going to talk about your health insurance benefits, uh, what you can do as far as you got laid off, uh, something, you know, some, some, some information there it's going to talk about why everybody in the world is going to be, from my industry, is going to be pitching annuities to you. We're going to give you all the goods and the bads and the uglies on that. We're going to talk about why your investment professional needs to be a fiduciary, whoever you choose, including me, and what the dangers of not choosing a fiduciary can be. And then lastly, we're going to talk about what you talked about, protecting your assets from Medicaid spend down. I mean, it's a, and that's why you call them educational seminars, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, that's just workshops that you're going to have. Exactly, and that's why that's it's going to be a longer than usual workshop. We're, we're providing really, really good high end hors d'oeuvres, mm-hmm. um, like pickles, pickles, and the hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> load them up. <laughs> really, real tomato ketchup. There you, there yeah, you go. I, 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 uh, no, we're going to have like, for instance, duck meat tacos and uh, and caramelized scallops. I mean. The Lake Club doesn't go second class, and we mm-hmm. don't either. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to have another one at Rachel's, and we're going to have a couple more at Tippy Canoe, August 2nd, August 9th. Uh, I want to say the 26th. Free for people, yeah, right? Free. No admission. It's free. And just listen. If you want to go, call the office. If you want to go, you get a call. 330-965-9890. Let me repeat. 330-965-9890. All we ask that you show up. There's no sale, hardcore sales pitches, none of that. John Arnold's here Monday at 6. Indians are coming up. Thank you, John. Thank you.